0: Hello and welcome to the Talking Transformation podcast. This is Matt Bird, the founder and chief executive of Cinnamon Network International. We're all about helping local churches transform communities. So I'm delighted today to have as my special guest, the Reverend Ruth Frampton, who is the vicar of six village parishes in rural Devon. Ruth, it's great to have you as our guest today. Welcome.
1: Thank you for asking me.
0: No, you live in a beautiful, beautiful part of the world where uh, many of us have been on holidays over the years. But just imagine somebody's listening today who's never been to your rural part of Devon. Just tell us a little bit about the place where you live and you work.
1: Okay, we are about 10 miles southwest of Exeter in um, a part of Devon that time has forgotten, because unless you're actually coming to visit us, you don't need to pass through. We're a little valley along a river coming off the moor. So we're right at the southern border of Dartmoor. And I have six beautiful villages. I'm the priest of all of them joined together in a community called the Teen Valley and Holden Hill community. And they are each in their way absolutely perfect. Six beautiful buildings and more importantly, six wonderful communities.
0: Yeah. Are they like what you'd call a chocolate box church? Is it kind of, you know, uh, is it as you would imagine?
1: Yes. Six grade one listed buildings with superb screens and stonework and carving inside.
0: Well, I was going to say when I'm next passing by, I'll pop in. But when I'm next in Exeter, I might come and see you. Oh, I should, Um, definitely.
1: But you'll have to visit all six.
0: (laughs) I would have to visit. Okay, I don't want anybody to feel left out.
1: Exactly that.
0: (laughs) So uh, you know the you're doing something quite special. I feel um, in the midst of COVID nineteen in terms of uh, helping your churches continue uh, a life uh, and a community of worship. Um, and uh, you know Dartmoor and uh, Devon and you know is not really hasn't got great connectivity for the internet or a mobile phone. In fact, um, it's a bit, a bit patchy to say the least. So it's quite difficult for your uh, churches to go online uh, as many churches across this country and around the world are doing right now um, because of social isolation. So this is a bit of a challenge for you, isn't it?
1: It is. We're a very hilly area, absolutely beautiful, spectacular countryside, very rural, lots of farms, but hilly and the signal doesn't get through very well. So in terms of streaming services from church, uh, it's not really an option. And also we've got (laughs) the problem that... Lots of our congregation are in the over-70s bracket because yeah. of the Devon rural demographic. And over-70s are being encouraged to shield. And, of course, at the moment, our buildings are shut anyway. I can, yeah. I can go in and stream, but for, until this week, our buildings have been definitely closed. So I couldn't even stream from church had I wanted to or had I been able to. Yeah. The, the only way of connecting with everybody on an inclusive basis has been using a landline phone because everybody's got one of those
0: yes thankfully
1: yes lots of people (laughs) haven't got computers or online access or even mobile access but everybody's got a landline so
0: so uh that there is kind of conference calling so are are you saying that you basically you're doing you're doing worship you're doing church by conference call
1: yes Absolutely. Wow. It's a service of the word. So there's no Holy Communion involved, but we have the standard prayers for the relevant Sunday with the readings from the lectionary. We start with a hymn and we finish with a hymn because one of our number will play the organ with her telephone receiver near the organ. This is an an organ in her own home, not in church or a piano. Um, And, Everybody can join in. The whole whole point about this is that people want to feel that they're part of a gathered worship. And you can hear each other. When you're on the telephone, you can hear everything. So on one morning, uh, somebody forgot they were on the phone, I think. And we could hear them put the kettle on. (laughs) Um, And on Easter Sunday, halfway through the service, we suddenly heard seagulls. Now, this is Royal Devon. We are not near the sea. I think somebody had been listening from far away and had opened a window. And after about, ooh, 30 seconds of seagull chorus, I said, we've got some interesting visitors to our service. And whoever it was (laughs) realised and shut the window.
0: (laughs) How funny. So, you know, over the last few weeks, Ruth, I've been speaking to people around the world. And A gentleman in Denmark who started a drive-in church where he rented a car park and uh, invited his... uh, his, his church to turn up in their cars on a mm. Sunday morning, I chatted to somebody who started a radio church. We' yeah. um, all sorts of uh, innovative ways of you know, maintaining our, our life of, of worship and community together as the church. but uh, you're the first person I've come across uh, who's doing a worship by conference conference well, call.
1: I think there are a lot more people now doing it. And the the great thing about this is that the people who for many years have been housebound because of either frailty or infirmity and haven't been able physically to get to church are now included in worship on exactly the same basis as everybody else. And I'm being able to advertise these services on Facebook and locally in many ways. And we're getting people, I think experimenting with just trying to see what worship is all about people who yeah. wouldn't necessarily walk into a church building can appreciate the anonymity of attending something like this and hearing people and feeling part of a group worship but without having to commit obviously when they're just if you like trying the water
0: yeah so are you saying that your your conference call congregation is actually a little bit bigger than it is when you're in your building.
1: Much bigger. On a Sunday with six churches, we have to have joint services because obviously I cannot do six services all no. in one morning. So I do two services in two different churches generally on a Sunday. And yeah. on a good Sunday, I might get between 40 and 50 people. Yeah. And, and, you know, as a combination of all those congregations. Yes. Um, on this, I'm getting call-ins of which about 70 call-ins and a third of those will be two or three person households oh gosh yes
0: so so you you, you, so probably probably over a hundred people
1: on 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 easter sunday we calculated we had about 120 people which is far more than we would normally have now the the question I'm beginning to ask is, how do we keep these people when things get back to normal and we have normal what? church services?
0: Yeah, well, you were anticipating my next question, Ruth, because I'm thinking if you're, you're doubling the size of your congregation mm. that's joining you um, by conference call, then uh, when when social i prefer to call it spatial distancing uh, yeah, has been distancing. relaxed a, li- yeah. a little bit more uh, i mean we don't need more social isolation in the world that's for sure uh, but w- when we when these this physical spatial distancing is relaxed a little um and we're able to meet again um as, as churches physically um gosh what do you do and um, what are your thoughts at the moment are, are you gonna not not go back to the buildings or or, or j- <laughs> just do conference call what's the plan
1: I think we will be going back to the buildings in some way because the buildings are regarded by many people and are sacred spaces. Um, They are assets in our community. They provide a physical focus of a house of God within the local community where we have churchyards of generations of families buried Mm -hmm. and places where people come for lots of weddings and we can't desert the buildings. But at the same time, I'm not going to desert the congregation that can only worship via the telephone so somehow yeah. we're going to have to reorder our worship timetable to encompass both yes i want i want so to do that
0: yeah who knows you, you, i mean i don't know but you might end up doing two physical meetings and one uh, meeting telephonically i mean uh, yeah. it is it, it, not too much of a stretch of the imagination is it really
1: no i i can see that happening and of course uh, a service of the word on the telephone doesn't always have to be led by me it can be led by other people and similarly worship in our churches it isn't always holy communion that needs an ordained priest we can have services in church that can be led by lay people so i think we're going to come together even more as a community in leading worship so that everybody can take part on an inclusive and participative (laughs) basis
0: yeah it's an incredibly inclusive way to do church really amazing and ruth have you heard of any other parishes um, um innovating with uh telephone based uh, services
1: well i've had quite a few people inquiring of me what i'm using um ah. so that it, it is definitely spreading and i know there are other parishes in devon using it and i think it's spreading around the country but I'm, I can't give you details I'm afraid off the top of my head
0: <laughs> No no I mean it's, it's sometimes you know a good idea spreads very quickly and we've no idea where it goes and what it does and that's part of the point of this uh talking transformation podcast each week that yes. uh, i'm finding a good news story and uh, and telling it so others can hear it so it might inspire them to do something
1: and there um, are there are, just... other, there are other ways of using the telephone as well there are certain things that you can pre-record and you can get programs where you can upload them to the telephone so at any time of the week somebody can dial a number and, for example, listen to my sermon last Sunday. I've got that facility that's as amazing.
0: well. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I must ask you about the facility in a moment. But whilst I think about it, there's a church we're working with in the Netherlands that's running a, 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 what they call listening ear, which yep. is simply uh, making themselves available to anybody in the community, in the parish who is feeling anxious about the current situation? Who wants somebody to talk to? Uh, and they're making themselves available um, on the on the telephone. And, yep. and at the end of the conversation, and simply listening, that they they ask you, know, "May we pray for you?" So yep. actually, the telephone can be used, you know, uh, pastorally as well. Of Absolutely. Course.
1: Well, I'm here at the end of the phone, and yep. my my <laughs> number is around so if anybody does want to visit me i'm here and i'm a listening ear too yeah, That's what we, it's, exactly. what we do. it's what we do it's
0: what we do uh, the mission stays the same but the methods the methods vary according to the situation so Absolutely. Uh, ruth what platform do you use for your conference calls does it cost a lot of money or have you found a good offer
1: it's um it there's no charge for setting up the account and we have the same number to call in and the same access code each time. Um yeah. We use freeconference.com, and uh, the price, uh, people who call into it are charged the price of a local call, whatever their whatever their yeah. local phone <laughs> network charges.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I I I wondered if that was the service you use, uh, freeconference.com. Um, com.
1: Yeah. There's and, an awful uh, lot of similarly named organizations out there but that's the one we use
0: what three bits of advice would you give someone thinking about doing this
1: i think first remember that people dialing in won't necessarily have been able to download an order of service so keep the responses simple (laughs) yeah secondly be patient because There is a little bit of a time lag and people talking in unison or even attempting to sing in unison, um, it doesn't really happen. So you have to wait for the last speaker to finish because there is particularly with lots of people. And I suppose overall, just be glad, worship and don't be a perfectionist because it's, (laughs) it's not the same as worship in church but it is joyous and uplifting and everyone's enthusiastic. I haven't had a single bad feedback from it.
0: Wow. Yes. And I've heard many leaders say during this time that that good is good enough. You know, things aren't perfect or as exactly as we might wish, uh, but good is good enough. Um, We all need that deeper encouragement in our lives week by week.
1: Absolutely. So,
0: Ruth, thank you so much for joining me today. Is there a last word of encouragement you'd like to offer today? Um, something to leave us with?
1: Let's count our blessings. The sky is blue, the sun is out at the moment, the birds are singing, the flowers are in flower. We are so grateful to our God of creation, our creator, our companion and our comforter. They you are, Father, Son and Spirit. With us always.
0: Beautiful. Ruth, thank you so much for joining us all the way from beautiful Devon. It's been a real privilege to have you as a guest on the Talking Transformation podcast. Thank you so much.